Hello, you're listening to a Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is a discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us, which should be important to you because it's important to us, that's important to you. And then we dive into our community, answer some great questions from our community members. So yes, how was the last few weeks, Chris? It's, we we've got, we finished the winter season, went into the spring season, and I can already say it's turning out to be pretty fantastic already. There's been a couple of hits and misses on my side. Um, I'm, I, I I don't know if we want to get into or if you want to talk about some ba- some little first impressions, but it it has been an interesting start so far. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, not super detailed, but yeah, just like your your quick thoughts. But yeah, I was I was enjoying eighty six. That's that's turning out fantastic already. But I've only watched an episode of that one. Vivi, I've already gotten four episodes in that, and that one's just absolutely sucking me in. So I'm really enjoying that one. And we obviously have our issues with a certain <laughs> Nagatoro, right? I I. <laughs> I'm starting to turn on that one. I'm not sure. I'm, I, 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 I almost want to just say I want one more episode to because I'm I'm having such a hard time reading her. I really am. Um, I do I do like her character artwork. I, there is no doubt about that. I I she is absolutely. Um, Tangirl best I adore, girl. Huh. I Tangirl guess could, best girl. I guess I guess you could say that. Um, but yeah, she's she's like I said, she's really hard to read. I can't I can't make out if she is just being absolutely brutal. The first episode, I did not like her at all. I I was I had such a hard time. The second episode, I felt like I was kind of starting to like her a bit more. Um and that's that's why I'm 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 just waiting for that third episode to really I guess make it make up my mind whether or not I like her. I'm hoping that it's not going to take that long to start liking her. <laughs> Yeah, I'm wondering if it's going to be one of those things where it's not necessarily not being able to read her, but rather that she changes. That's my hope, is that she just changes. Yeah, she... Once the bully, now the lover. Yeah, she seems to have really chilled out uh, quite a bit on the second episode. And and when I say chilled out, she's not being as brutal, is the the best way for me to put it. She's just not as mean as she was in the first episode. Not as abusive. Um, <laughs> I would say yeah. abusive. Um, and 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 like I I was telling uh, telling you before is like if they want to go for the whole you know really really top bottom thing I mean I guess that's fine but it's not it's not coming off at that like that at the at the beginning it just flat out looked like bullying to me and then now it's feeling more like she's just really into uh, teasing him. And okay, if that's the direction we're going, I mean, it could have made it a little bit more clear, but that's that feels like maybe that's the direction that they're going with it. I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I'm like I said, I have a really hard time reading where where she is on that. Well, that was my whole point that I was making is like I don't. It had so much fandom for it, and so my initial thoughts coming into it, it's like, okay, let's see what this girl's about. Why does everybody love her so much? And then I'm like. Okay, so this was everybody's first impression because, you know, you would imagine the first episode was probably the first, you know, volume. And it's like, well, how did you like her again? <laughs> like, is this the is this the reason why people fell in love with her? Was this abusive side that they just, you know, were okay with because they're not him? And 
because I, I, it's obvious she's going to change. She already has a little bit of a inkling of that, even in the first episode. But it's like, but this is the reason why people <laughs> grabbed onto her. And it's like, is it is it the whole Yandere thing where we think we all want a Yandere, but as long as we're not the one possibly getting stabbed because mm-hmm. we didn't pay too much attention to her? I don't know. It's it's the it's the weirdities of the fandom, but uh, I understand it. I mean, she is definitely cute, but yeah, little. A little too much on the abusive side. I my thoughts was like, wow, it would be like a re- huge twist to have like on the third episode. He just kind of gives up on everything because of what she's doing to him. Well, and she, he's it's not like he's um it, he he does seem to be uh I, for lack of a better term he seems to be into it. I I mean. At first, he definitely wasn't, and now he's he's just kind of like, I I like you. I think you were saying is I I I just like you because you're giving me attention. It's like Ugh. that was a sad thing. Yeah, the the end of the first episode was was sad because it was like a I'm gonna accept this abuse because at least you're talking to me, and that's like that's extremely sad. Why does everybody find this show so great or this this manga so great? This is sad. This is literally. Literally Stockholm syndrome right here. <laughs> well, she's paid since. Well, not really. That wouldn't necessarily be a definition of that, but yeah, it, it is rough in that regard. But yeah, I'm sure eventually it'll change. We'll we'll have to. Hope I haven't watched the second episode yet, so I haven't seen if it's changed a little bit of tone. Everybody's excited about her showing off her fangs, and that's exciting, I guess. she so did (laughs) so many people posting about the things that was absolutely just too goofy um it it, it's funny i i'm like i said i'm i'm i really the the second episode really did change a lot of my feel for her um and i'm i'm waiting to see on the third episode um on on the other shows um i I'm really, really curious. Did you get a chance to watch the uh, uh, the the crappy uh, the crappy game the um, the or the real life is 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 not as hard as the the over. No. Yeah, I really, really want to see. Where, how, yeah, I want to see where you fall on that one. That one is a weird. I was not expecting what I ended up getting out of that one. I I. Yeah, I, I I'm 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 really mixed on that one. I want to see the third episode, see how I feel about it about the fir- third episode. But right now, that one was I was not expecting that at all. That was like left field. <laughs> yeah, I think the I think the biggest surprise for me was definitely how much I did not care for Osamake. <laughs> and that's definitely the one that I you know. Based on title alone, I should be completely invested in. But the first episode was just very meh. It it did not open up the story well at all. So that's the one with the the childhood friend can't lose. It's just a very, it's just a very meh. I mean, I really did like the scene where you know she's like super forward with him in the in the room alone. But other than that, it was like a very, <laughs> very shrug episode. <laughs> just didn't really do a good job of really setting things up. It's like okay, we're gonna get revenge on this this girl. And he's apparently a childhood star, and that's that's it. Okay, sure. <laughs> but at least it seems like she's like forward. She's already confessed to him, so we got a lot of the typical childhood friend tropes out of the way. Like you know, the childhood friend never 
confesses until it's too late, which you can probably argue that it was still too late because he probably was in love with this writer when she did confess. But yeah, just wasn't a very grab. And it was, and it sucks because it's Dogokobo and you can kind of see a little bit of a quality slip in there. And I'm like, this is not Dogokobo. Dogokobo is like, we like them because they keep stuff on model and look so gorgeous. Really? So it's, it's, uh, I mean, not completely super wonky designs or anything, just not really their usual polish of pedigree. Hmm. Like, they're the ones that can make gorgeous out of anything. <laughs> like, Slow Start, a stupid, goofy comedy, had, like, insane animation and liveliness to the characters' designs. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Like, everything else, we'll see, but, yeah. Mine, mine um, would... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, my only other one that I watched, I think, was uh, SSS's Dinah Zenon, which I am already in love with the character designs. I'm waiting for it to really pick up on the story, which Gridman did the same thing. So I'm I'm hoping that after this third episode, we'll start really diving into the characters. And then To Your Eternity, I watched the first episode of that, and it was really well directed. I'm just kind of looking forward to the next arc, really. That's where it really starts picking up on the emotion. Yeah, on mine, I got uh, the the kind of more meh type shows were uh, Dragon House House Hunting. That one, the first episode and a half, I was I was just really not feeling the 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 humor. Um, the second half of the first e- or the second episode was like it started doing something that I kind of. I got hints of at the beginning. It's really, really playing very heavy on um, RPG tropes. And that's the best way I could put it. Um, but it's doing the RPG tropes from the bad guy's perspective, per se. Um, so for for um, just a hint of an idea, where does the dungeons come from? Um why why is it when you kill a uh, a bad guy or like a dragon where where does the where does the loot come from it's in his scales it, it's stuff like that so it'll make little jokes uh, like that and the second one uh, the second episode or the second half of the second episode was about a um kind of a haunted house and why the heroes don't like the haunted house because it's always the low level dungeon and so nobody goes there because the ghouls don't have anything worth uh getting from them and stuff like that so it was really funny on that perspective the third episode i think that the the strange thing is is when you start getting the idea of what the joke the humor is it kind of helps a little bit because then you can start looking for the the jokes because i it it, it almost felt like the the first episode, it was hard. It was still trying to establish itself as this is what my jokes are. Can you see my jokes yet? And then, but you had to wait until finally it started becoming really, really flatly obvious what they were doing with their humor. And so it started the the jokes started making more uh, becoming more funny, but at the same time, the humor is pretty bland outside of if you don't. If you don't have any kind of inclination to look for those RPG tropes or the jokes in the RPG tropes, 
you're going to, it's going to completely go right over your head and you're just watching him kind of be whiny about how this house or that house is, is scary or whatever have you, or he doesn't want to deal with, he's really, really bad whiny. I, I, that is probably the biggest stain on this show is I can't (laughs) stand the stupid dragon. And the dragon is 99% of the jokes. It's so frustrating. Um, I, well, I take that back. He's, he's probably more like 25% of the jokes, the, and then there's like 25% is the, um, the real estate agent, which you'll get the joke is very quickly when you, when he, they reveal who he is. And then the other 50% of the jokes are really around RPG tropes. Um, so it's, it's really hard to kind of quantify. I, I don't want to say the jokes because like I said, I really did that, that second episode. I really did like it. The third episode, I, like I said, I started seeing where the jokes were and I was able to pick them up a little bit more quickly. Um, but still the jokes are not for me. They're just not making me, you know, laugh my butt off. The second episode did, but, um, the third episode, I kind of started falling into their uh, um, their train of thought. And so the jokes were there. I, I found them funny, but just not as funny as when it did the first time. And it was really off the wall. And I was like, okay, I get this. This is funny. Um, you know, once I started seeing them and they weren't as surprising. And so the jokes were not hitting as. Does that make sense? Yeah, it just sounds like it's a lot of the the RPG jokes, which I think are kind of being thoroughly <laughs> explored at this point by a lot of the shows. I, I mean, even I, Spider was doing it. I I I think so as well. It's like I I I wonder if that, like I said, it's it's almost like you know how joke is is uh, or a uh, humor is kind of a surprise thing. You have to have the ability to surprise your audience and that that causes you to um to laugh because it's something that's from left field and like i said when i finally caught the joke in the second episode it for a lack of a better term i don't want to say i caught the joke it's more like i started to understand how the humor worked in this show it was funny but then in the third episode i was already starting to see the jokes and i was starting to find the jokes easier and so they weren't as surprising because like you were saying, the RPG humor is kind of – I don't want to say overdone. It's just they're not bringing anything new to the humor. Does that make sense? It's – Yeah. It's not that it's overdone. Way, it's just it's, it's, it's kind of being explored a lot in a lot of media right now. Right. In, in at least anime. And, and and so they're not bringing anything new, and so it's kind of like, eh, okay, I get the joke. I really do. You, I can see this as being funny, um, especially for somebody who's new in this, and, and they have a solid foundation for the RPG. Um, they would probably find this really, really funny. Um, it's just I, – I still hold out hope that – like I said, when, like I, when I texted Andrew, I, I – was explaining pretty much the same thing, and I was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I'm now a lot more hopeful after second episode, third episode. I'm like, eh, okay, I see the humor. So hopefully, it'll just it, it'll 
just keep getting stronger and stronger as time goes by. Yes, I won't rush to go for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll put that at the end of the list of things to get into quickly. But yeah, this is just just way too many, way too many shows to kind of dive into, and I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, I, I think I kind of. I, I do feel bad for jumping into Osamake as early as I did, because that's one that I would probably want to give another episode. 86 is another one I probably want to, should have given another episode, but I'll I'll probably be following several of them weekly, especially Vivi, uh, 86, and Dinazenon. I think those are all already on my list of weekly watches and impressions, so... I'm already. That's not a good thing. I'm already filling out my weekly episode by episode impressions list, and I I can't do more than like five or so because that would be too difficult to cover. But we'll see. We'll see. It's it's exciting either way. But last two yeah. on mine. The last two on mine. Saints Magic is about middle of the road for me right now. I do I do see it still has a lot of potential, and then combat combatants. The one with the lolly. Uh, robot, uh, not, feeling Rider. That, not feeling that one at all. That the humor really? there kind of was super riders failing again. Oh, uh, it's it. It's not. It's not that it's bad. It's just that their their humor is um, it just not not working for me right now. But I've only gotten two episodes in, so isn't that the kind of super rider? Yeah, very, very likely. I I see it. It's, That'd be it's, two busts in a row, though. That's not good. <laughs> there, uh, well, you might find it a lot more funny. I just it didn't. I the the first episode was really kind of more setting everything up, and it's yeah. a lot of it's a lot of I don't want to say lucky lecherous. It's it's um just stupid perv, and he's going on and on about everything perv, and the the. Nobody really cares. Everybody's like, yeah, whatever, shut up. Why did you do that? That's just annoying. And and everybody's pointing out how annoying he is as a perv, but he doesn't stop. He just keeps on going on. And it's obnoxious is really what it is. Hmm. Well, it looks like I need to get uh, get on the ice shaved and picked up a high schooler because I'm seeing pictures on Twitter of uh, uh, some impressive uh, display of, of skin. <laughs> So that that apparently is a thing right now. Really? She is definitely cute, so it works. I also seen on Twitter that apparently High Dive is going to be streaming My Little Monster, so that's uh, breaking news right there. That one's been stuck in NIS America hell for quite a while now, so good thing to know there. But yeah, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep people posted on it. I will keep releasing my videos. We will eventually get a first impressions going once we're about three or four episodes into all the shows. So that's you know probably a couple weeks away still. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think most of the shows are hitting three episodes this week, I believe. So we're, we still have a little bit of time. Some of them are already four, which bugs me, but it is what it is. Unfortunately, some get started earlier than others. <laughs> So yeah, we should dive into the news that seems important to us. That should be important to you because it's important to us. That's important to you because it's important to us. That's important to you. But yes, our first one is Love and Lies manga is getting a quick break because the creator is planning on setting up multiple endings 
So apparently, I don't know if they're going to do like two different releases. One is this ending A and this one's ending B, but I won't spoil anything in the article itself is pretty good about spoiling everything in it, but I think it's kind of a, I agree with Chris when we talked about it before the recording, but I, I, I think that it's kind of a, I don't know, an easy way out. I think she took a, an easy route out of the whole situation because typically when you deal with manga like this, you have to make somebody mad. <laughs> She's choosing not to make anybody mad. And, and and on my side, I just I think that it's it it from a writer's perspective, maybe it's more along the lines of he or at, she just got to a point where she she couldn't she couldn't she couldn't hurt her her characters, so she just went for the easiest route of just writing us an ending for both both stories, so she can. But Chris, explore, that is explore. a lie. <laughs> that is a lie, Chris. Because if she cared about the characters. She would go the harem route because, in a sense, right now, with these two routes, she has to do that anyways. Yeah, it's possible. I, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm completely, mm-hmm. I'm completely and totally okay with that. <laughs> I just like that this is like an announcement, like telling everybody, "Hey, by the way, this is how it's going to end these two different ways." Possibly, <laughs> it's like, aren't you just spoiling everything? <laughs> I mean, we're trying to be vague about it, but it's technically spoiling everything. But. I didn't, me personally, I wasn't too invested in it, so, yeah. It is one where, that I would love to go back to, because that one was one of my more favorite um, love triangle, kind of drama-ish type characters. Um, it had it a cool it, concept, it just, like, I think yeah. the later part of it was like, meh. Well, that's from the anime's perspective. I'd really like to see if the manga was the same way, or mm, the anime original did. Um, because I, it, it did get farther than I got in the manga. I didn't get that far in the manga, but I, I had always loved the concept of it. Um, it, it was one of those few that actually gave the love triangle an excuse is really what it was. Yeah. Watching your name. Irina is, is absolutely adorable though. She was best girl easily. So maybe I'm happy about that because she probably wouldn't have had a chance otherwise. Was that the yeah. was that the the uh, the arranged marriage, the arranged one? Yeah, she was absolutely adorable. I and if I was being honest, she would be the one that I leaned towards. That was the thing that really kind of I had the hardest time with was the fact that she, she was, was actually yeah she, yeah, yeah, she was being dragged around. She was basically being dragged through the mud, and it was annoying, but yeah. It had a cool concept, but yeah, I think, like I said, the later part of it starts getting real a bit too. Meh. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, everybody's excited this morning on Twitter saying that Comey uh, Can't Communicate apparently is getting an adaptation because there was a website registered for Comey-san-official.com, which essentially apparently means that it's getting an anime adaptation, so... I don't know that to be true. I just know everybody's freaking out because a domain was registered and that could mean something coming for it. Could not. It could be a music uh, CD. It could be something else. But yeah, just keep an eye out. If you're a fan of Komi-san Can't Communicate, 
keep an eye out on news sources and hopefully eventually we will get an official announcement of what they're doing with Komi-san. I wouldn't say that a register website for Komi-san dash official means anime. <laughs> I that's, that's, that's one that I've been seeing a lot of. So hopefully that's a a solid series. It looks cute. I don't know if you've if you've checked out the manga or not. No, I actually haven't. I've I, it's always been one where the um the artworks has caught my attention a few times, but no, not necessarily actually read it or anything like that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the art style. <laughs> not a fan of the art style at all. That's about the only thing that I I think is the thing that I never really checked it out for. But. I'm assuming it's popular seeing how it pops up on timelines a lot. So, yeah, I think it's one of those ones that got picked up by somebody publishing over here and it got a lot of attention. They, they grabbed a, grabbed a series that kind of took off. So yeah, quintessential quintuplets. We are, of course had a announcement of the series continuing on the anime. Apparently it is a film. Yay. <laughs> Yay. No, I, I don't know, because it, it, it doesn't seem like anything is saying that they are not doing a third season. I just think that they, I I believe in the finish of the anime second season, they were specifically saying they're going to be doing a continuation. And now with this announcement coming out for a film, the assumption is that the sequel is going to be a film and that they're not going to get a third season. So... I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. I've heard a couple whispers of people saying that's not a good thing because the arc would be too long, but we'll see. But it does it does seem like that would insinuate that they're going to conclude everything in a movie and possibly rush it. But again, that's that's just based off a couple people whispering about it. So I don't know. It, it's just more of a bummer for me because I don't really like to go out on my way to find a movie theater to to watch the ending. I like it streamed. <laughs> it's a lot quicker. Uh, let's see here. High Dive has announced they'll be streaming Nana starting on April 22nd. We've already not, we already talked about the fact that they licensed, or Sentai Filmworks had licensed Nana. Well, apparently they're going to be streaming the series on High Dive. It's going to be starting on April 22nd, and they will be releasing 22... Or, <laughs> it will start streaming on April 22nd, and they will be releasing two episodes every week. Uh, for this series, so good stuff there. Uh, the series will be available in the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, the Netherlands, Scandinavia, C- uh, Central and South America, Spain, and Portugal. So, good stuff there. Visual Arts and Key have announced June Maida's new novel that will ship on May 19th. This is going to be called Nekogari Zoku no Osa, or The Cat Hunting Tribe's Chief. Uh, the novel story begins when a college student sees a woman on a cliff by the sea. When he approaches her, he finds out that she was trying to commit suicide by jumping off the cliff. She tells the college student about herself and how she ha- uh, has com- composed many famous pieces of music and how she's somehow hated by all cats. As she talks, the student can only think of composer eloquence and cannot stand the thought of the first genius he has ever met seeking to die. 
with the intent of changing her mind, he invites her to the boarding ho- his boarding house, uh, what falls in the story of the six days together. He finds out that she's already dead. Come on, That's- you know it's coming. You know it's coming. He finds out that she's already dead. It's June Maida. <laughs> oh, I guess that makes sense. It won't be happy. May, that, it could that never makes, be happy. That makes complete sense. June Maeda equals dead lady already. It's odd. It's like the stories about her not being liked by cats, and the picture on the book is of wolves. Yeah, that is kind of odd. <laughs> Are they supposed a, to be cats? A... <laughs> maybe, they're yeah, su- maybe they're supposed to be cats. Or in his, she's in his, a uh, cat, or she's a wolf. There you go. Maybe he's maybe he's getting his Kudwafter and uh, and and this this show backwards or something. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. She she uh, okay, okay. The joke is that she she was raised by wolves or she was in a family that loves wolves or something. She or are wolves hate by cats? Huskies or something like that. I don't know. It's been a Are while since I did cats? anything. Well, yeah, yeah, they could they could do that. That'd be interesting. That'd be an interesting twist. Not really. Uh, Afretta. <laughs> Afretta from Commonplace to World's Strongest is getting a second season. And when this was announced, everybody, the entire internet was going, why haven't we got another <laughs> Spice and Wolf season? <laughs> oh, It's always weird, like, what is chosen to get sequels and stuff. It's like... Well, why not this show? Why does Afreda get a sequel? That's fine. I mean, I I started liking Afreda. It it started out really rough for me, um, especially due to the really crappy CGI they were using. Um, but it started getting interesting, and I started liking a lot of the characters. So, a second season was kind of a given. I think that, was this the one that had the twist at the end with a, another possible? No, that's a different show. This is this is the one that had the the whole school went down there and they kicked him yep. into the off the cliff and he had to dig his way out. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, he had gotten a vampire, a bunny girl, and a was she, was there an elf that he had oh, picked up? Oh, there was the, the dragon. Was it? The, was this the one with the dragon? Yes, this I think so. This was the one that had the dragon too, <laughs> and the and the mermaid girl. Yeah. Oh, the one with the dragon. And he pierces her with the rod. <laughs> oh. So wrong. So very, very wrong. I think Yeah, you're and of course, correct. the original girl. And they had the original girl, the, the healer. Yet, Tia was the pervert. Yeah, pervert dragon. Anyways. So, like I said, I, I, I it grew on me. Towards the later part, it started out really rough, so I will definitely be checking out the sequel once it comes out. So they're going to premiere it in January 2022, so it's quite a ways away, but something to look forward to if you if you enjoyed the original series. So, cool stuff. Sentai Filmworks has licensed the second Setokai Takuindomo film, and they have set that to premiere or stream on High Dive on April 23rd, so check that out if that's interesting to you. I haven't really seen anything on that, so yeah. 
the cast of Sitakai is back and ready to equip uh, in this companion film that follows the second season of the zany, irrelevant Setokai Yakui Domo anime series. The Os- Osai Private Academy Student Council must again grapple with a mix of double entities and doubly potent teen hormones as they integrate boys into a previously all scroll scroll. I think I've recognized That's that. Entendres, by the way. The what? Double oh, entendres. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yep, exciting stuff, though. Check that out if that's interesting to you. Uh, let's see here. We have a light novel page for Seide Ginsoku Spirit Chronicles posted a PB for an anime adaptation. Uh, it's going to have a July debut. Uh, they also announced that they're going to be a game for the franchise. And the synopsis says, Meet Ryo. A callous orphaned boy living in the slums. At only seven years old, he realized he's actually a reincarnation of Haruto Amakawa, a Japanese university student with a tragic past. While still reeling from the shocking epiphany, epiphany, Ryo also comes to learn that he possesses extremely potent magic abilities and uses his new powers to solve the kidnapping case of a little girl. It's a long sentence. His good deeds is acknowledged, and he is awarded by being enrolled into a prestigious academy for noble children. Damn. It's got animal girls, so that's got a plus for me. Don't get enough animal girls. (laughs) But, yeah. Hopefully it has something in there. Hopefully this is a brown couch, and hopefully this has got plenty of plenty of different varnish and coloring on that couch to make it unique. But yeah. At least cool one, of the cu- one of the uh, animal girls look cute. Yeah. Girls look kind of cute. Kind of look cute. The Great Jehi. I'm guessing that's how you say that. The Great Jahi will not be defeated. Manga is getting an anime adaptation this summer. Jahi Sama Ha... Kuji Kinai is the Japanese title. So, definitely interesting character designs. The Great Jahi, the Dark Realm's second in command, cuts a frightening figure, feared and revered by all. But when a run in with a magical girl results in the, de- the destruction of the precious mana crystal, the Dark Realm falls. Uh, transporting the newly tiny and powerless Jahi to the human world. Unfortunately, plotting the revival of the Dark Realm from a cramped, crumbling, one-room apartment is no easy feat when you have rent to pay and a job to keep. Interesting. Hmm. That'll be a... That'll be one to check out. Looks fun. And then that would be technically not even about two months out, so <laughs> not very far away before we can check that one out. Uh, the official website for Idols has announced that the anime series will be streaming on YouTube until April 30th, and it will also include English subtitles. So if you didn't want to get a Crunchyroll subscription and want to check out Idols, you can find it on their YouTube channel. Which is, uh, what is their YouTube channel? 
looks like uh, gibberish uh, kanji, so I can't really. I'm sure if you if you if you search on YouTube idols, struggling idols day one, you probably find it. But I enjoyed it. it. I didn't finish it, but I was enjoying it. It's a basically mocap. Uh, skit comedy with a bunch with four girls in a room talking about being failure idols and uh, it had some good comedy in there I just like I said I never got back to finishing it but I was enjoying it I was very surprised by it if you're not off put by the motion capture stuff so yep yep could probably just toss the link in the um, in our description or or talk or uh, you could go to the um to the article on um, what is that Anime News Network, and they have it there. It's the link is channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you go to Anime News Network's idol page for their idols, which is I D L L L S, you could probably find the article from that page. But um, yeah, so probably based on when will this episode will probably post. This will already be old news, so I'll say it in past tense. So as of the 21st of April, uh, Crunchyroll has removed the following series from its catalog. Mikaku City Actors, La Corda, Primo Paso, and Second Paso, um, Miracle Train, The Sound uh, Sound of the Sky, which that one's kind of, oof, that sucks. Uh, Misudomo Season 1 and 2, uh, Horo Musoko Wandering Sun, the Idol Master, Dog Days, Season 1 through 2. That's another rough one. And Ghost Slayers, Ayashi. So. I'm I'm curious. Um, I would go to Funimation because I know that Mikaku City actors popped up on theirs. So I'm wondering if they're just uh, shifting things. Yeah, that would. I think that would be... No, that's not an Aniplex title. Yeah, no, I think that... I think that's an Aniplex? Maybe not. That might not be an Aniplex title. I know Shaft did it, but... um, Yeah, that's rough. I, I think mainly for Dog Days, because that show just didn't get enough love. And I think it took a long time before that stuff was available on Crunchyroll, and now that's already gone. Yeah, they had the first two seasons, they didn't have the third season. Dog Days, there's just there's some weird stuff happening with Dog Days specifically. Yeah, I th- that that is true. I think that there's a lot of a lot of weirdness around that one in general. Um, I really, really would love to see. I hate their website. I really do. What? Uh, Funimation. I I know that Makaku City actors popped up on Funimation. I'm trying to see if maybe Dog Days popped up over there too. Well, the big question mark is yeah, because it says on the bottom of streaming Makaku City actors and Sound of the Sky. the The question mark is really is this a license that both of them carried, and now they're both going to be losing it. And Crunchyroll is the only one that's announcing it. <laughs> That's the that's the question. Sound of the Sky technically is Nozomi Entertainment, so they get to choose that one. Um, so maybe Nozomi Entertainment has lost that license, or they're just their time to give it to Crunchyroll is expired. 
Because I don't think they had M- Mikaku City Actors 2 with uh, Nozomi Entertainment, right? I no, I just they've ever released it. I just I just wrote it off. It Dog Days is not on Funimation, by the way. Um, I just wrote it off as they were just starting to pick because I knew uh, Makaku City was on uh, Crunchyroll, and seeing it pop up on Funimation was kind of one of those. I just happened to notice it, but I also kind of passed it off because all of Crunchyroll's catalog start has has started um, migrating over to Funimation, so I just kind of automatically assumed that was part of it. Yeah, I got to talk a little bit that later. <laughs> got to discuss that a little bit later. But no, that was that was definitely happening back when uh, when Anaplex, uh, well, when Sony bought Funimation, they started pulling all their catalog because that that killed the Crunchyroll Funimation uh, partnership that we we knew about quite a while back. The Crunch Crunch Nation funny funny roll <laughs> deal that was going on that kind of killed that whole ordeal. So it was it was kind of a question mark with the buyout of Crunchyroll that we'd see that happening again, but as we mentioned prior, even though Sony, well technically Funimation claimed it, Funimation bought out Crunchyroll or bought Crunchyroll, acquired Crunchyroll, the deal wasn't completed yet. So it's not like they can start doing anything yet. You know, Crunchyroll still has to continue to work as a independent company because it could still be stopped. And we'll talk a little bit more again about that later, um, why that is. But yeah, I just think it's a lot of, a lot of passing of, passing of, um, and it seems like it's, it's odd that it's all on the same day. And like I said, it, it, I know that Sound of the Sky is the only one that's, uh, technically knows I'm entertainment. Me too, Dumb OA. That's one that I, sh- I still need to watch. So some of these are kind of a bummer. But it is what it is. Hopefully hopefully somebody else picks them up and they're they're available elsewhere. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Uh, next one we have is My Dress Up Darling or Sono Biske Doll Wa Koi Wo Suru manga is getting an anime adaptation. The synopsis is traumatized by a childhood incident with a friend who took exception to his love of traditional dolls. Doll artesian hopeful Wakana Gojo passes his day as a loner, finding solace in a home ec room at his high school. To Wakana, people uh, people like beautiful Marin Kitagawa, a trendy girl who's always surrounded by a uh, by a throng of friends is practically an alien from another world, but when cheerful Marin, never one to be shy, spots Wakana sewing away one day after school, she barges in with the aim of roping her quiet classmate into her secret hobby, cosplay. Sounds interesting. That one can possibly be a fun one. Hmm. Uh, No idea of date or anything, so. like the artwork. Kind of want to go. Kind of want to find the uh, the original now. Yep, looks like it's being published in English, so you can check it out. Um, I was kind of excited for this, and I I thought you might be too. Uh, House of the Dead is getting a remake for the Switch, so if anything could do the whole light gun thing, you could definitely do that with the Switch <laughs> Joy Con. So, 
I I can't say that I'm excited about it, but <laughs> it, it is kind of curious. I, I absolutely news. I have to throw it in here. I I did ha- I did absolutely despise the way that Gal Gun worked. I like the concept of Gal Gun, but I almost want a light gun. <laughs> did they? Did they? Because I don't know the one that I got didn't have like motion control, so you couldn't aim the Joy-Con to shoot the screen. And I was like, why? Did they? The later ones get it? I was having a hard time with it, so I, it was it was motion controlled um, when I was goofing off with it, but I. I still I couldn't do it very well. Either way, yeah. controller wise or motion control wise, I'm I sucked at it. So, yeah, I kind of want a uh, a light gun for it, but I'm not holding out hope that they're randomly going to design one. So <laughs> they'll they'll bring back Labo just to make a light gun for you. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh... Some exciting news for Miles Thomas. Uh, for those that don't know, he, Miles Thomas worked for Crunchyroll. Um, he was the uh, social media manager, marketing manager. So he has. I, I got. I got wind of him leaving Crunchyroll. Uh, he of course announced it on Twitter as well. Kind of let everybody know that he was leaving Crunchyroll, and he kind of kept a secret what he was going to. But now it's apparently official. He is working as the. Uh, chief marketing officer at anime limited so congratulations to him that was definitely exciting news for him i we have a lot of love for anime limited they do a lot of exceptional stuff Uh, unfortunately most of its stuff is that we can't really access because it's uh it's a european based uh, distributor so obviously most of the stuff we can't really get from them uh they were looking or i haven't really seen or i haven't been keeping up on what total official releases they've brought over to the West or at least West of them <laughs> to United States. So maybe this will be part of that effort to kind of get the word out of what they're releasing over here that technically was first acquired by anime limited. So that's exciting stuff. Definitely looking to see what they, what they do going forward. And again, congratulations to miles. Hopefully this will be a exciting new venture for him. And I, uh, yes, insert joke. You got out of the, <laughs> jumped off of that <laughs> crashing vehicle really quickly, right? Yeah, really. Uh, it it was hard not to to chuckle a little bit when when I seen that he was departing Crunchyroll like right during the whole news about the acquisition. It's like, yeah, get out of there, run, run, dude, run, run. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's one of those things that. It, 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 you 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 almost go yeah he's seen the writing on the wall i mean i think a lot of a lot of people up in there are probably seeing the writing on the wall and some of them are are considering going down with the ship and the other ones are like um what is the best way to deal with this situation because it's not like the anime industry while it is it is large it's not massive it's not so huge that you don't have a lot of options when when something is going down. It's like you either go down with the ship or you find somewhere else, and there's not a lot of options. He's yeah, one of the I, ones. He's one of the ones who got a a one of those few options. 
Yeah, I guess we technically can probably get into it now because we keep dancing around it every time it comes up. But uh, I, it is one of those things where when when the moment that they kind of announced that again, there is the initial fear of like, well, what's going to happen to this whole side of the group? Because obviously, you're not going to have there's not enough room in the space to have two marketing people, two uh, engineers, two see, you know, all these roles that you would have in a company when Funimation and Crunchyroll come together, they're going to get rid of one, one person. You're not going to double the entire crew just by, you know, buying the two out. So obviously when this whole buyout happened, or at least when it was announced that they were acquiring them, that fear comes into play. I, I, I dealt with it with a company that got bought out several years ago that I work for. And that was the initial fear of like, well, who, when are they going to cut the fat? And it's like, well, first of all, you have to wait for them to actually it to be approved and it to go through. <laughs> and then after that happens, then start to worry. Because like I said earlier, Crunchyroll should be right now functioning 100% without the idea that they're going to get bought out. Because what can happen is exactly what we are getting possible hints of, which uh, the information has reported that U.S. Justice Department has extended its antitrust review of Sony's acquisition of Crunchyroll from AT&T. Uh, the information notes that the review in the review, which or notes that the review, which seeks to determine the deal would give Sony dominance over the anime and streaming, could delay the sale by several months and could possibly kill it. Uh, Justice Department attorney are reviewing the deal to see if it would give uh, Japanese animation studios fewer options to distribute shows in the U.S. The information uh, adds that the review could take six months or longer and that the department goes uh, does not approve the merger. It could sue to block it. So, like I said, it's not 100%. And as it stands now... Crunchyroll is still its own company, and so it can't necessarily start trimming the fat. It can't start not licensing shows, even though we did have a thought of, like, are you guys doing that right now? A couple seasons ago when they were getting literally nothing, (laughs) they still have to continue on. So, But even still, there is a chance that it could happen, and like I said, (laughs) there's possibly people jumping ship right now. Yeah, and and they're they're in a it, it it's a it's one of those catch twenty twos. Um, if they, I don't know how that would even work if they were to deny it. I mean, going back to AT and T would be AT and T's. I'm sure AT and T is done with it. I there there there's nothing left for them. I mean, they could probably try to uh, reconsolidate some of the assets. Um, a, a turnover of all of the all of the people involved uh, in in the in the um that work there. I mean, I would I would assume that they were probably just done with it. They, it was not. It was probably a good idea at the time, but things the 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 world is changing very very fast. So it'll be interesting to see if they if 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 the government does cancel this sale which is really what we're talking about the government's coming in and saying okay no 
okay, so does that mean AT&T takes it back? Okay, if they do take it back, obviously something has to change in, from Crunchyroll's perspective. Either AT&T says, okay, you don't want to be sold. Just reconsolidate the assets, sell it to Funimation. Everybody else is gone. Something. I. That's that's the huge problem. I mean, yeah, I guess Crunchyroll can try and, and, and shoot out on its own, and buy itself out from AT&T. I doubt, obviously, that's not going to happen because otherwise they would have done it by themselves. They could get it at a discounted rate, maybe. Um, it's, it's just so freaking complicated. It really is. Is that possible for the company to buy itself? Yes. It has happened. <laughs> How does that work? I know I, I know that AT&T has like, all these debt companies that are all like, its own entity in order to not have them hold the burden of the 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 debt, but that just seems very weird. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Yeah, well, you're, in saying, all you're honesty, essentially buying you're buying yourself with you're you're buying yourself with your own money, or you're 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 being bought out by your own money or something like that. Okay, I'm let me that let me clarify. It would be more the CEOs of the company buying it from itself or from oh, from yeah, the, yeah. the parent company. Okay, they yeah. they usually gotcha. have. They usually have backers of some sort that are helping them, truth be told. But yeah, they're, they're not – it's not the company buying itself. They, 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 but then again, antitrust laws, what they, they end up doing is they just kind of break it up into little pieces by themselves anyway. So it's not – Well, that was my thought process was that, well, if this doesn't work out for Funimation – I think that the next thing that will have to happen is that I don't think Netflix would. Maybe if Amazon decided to get back in, they could. I don't see Sentai or High Dive doing it. It would have to be Amazon or Netflix. That's the only two that is going to have enough money that's going to let AT&T go. And, but that's the other question is once if this does get slapped down, I think it makes sense to the idea because we, we've already talked about it this this is a scary thing because of how much of the percentage of the anime market it would take netflix is not a contender amazon's not a contender sentai filmworks is not a contender we've only really had two big colossuses which was funimation and crunchyroll so if that deal doesn't work out it makes perfect sense to me because we do have a possibility of a monopoly monopoly because of that but the question is if it doesn't work out does that does that discourage AT&T from asking so much and then they'll allow <laughs> High Dive Shrug or Sentai Filmworks from being able to buy them? Possibly. It would have to be somebody. It would have to be Netflix, Amazon, or some random out of nowhere Elon Musk to buy them after that point. Because nobody else has that desire, that much desire for the company. Unless AT&T just continues to hold it. I don't see why AT and T wouldn't just continue to hold it. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a, a little bit of a, a, a teaser of my true thoughts. I honestly, looking at the financials of both Sony and, and AT and T, okay, uh, because me and Andrew had a, a little discussion on whether or not uh, uh, AT and T was hurting because of Crunchyroll. They're not. AT and T has and always will be one of the big dogs on the market. Um, they they are actually considered one of the quote-unquote blue chip stocks 
So they've never had a problem. So that that leads me to believe even though they're carrying tons of debt companies, they, they don't have any problems. No, <laughs> they have they have they have a lot of assets to offset the debt. That that's right. how they they work. Um, the the funky thing about it is Crunchyroll for AT and T, um, for AT and T to actually want to get rid of a company. This is this is the thing that really kind of dumbfounds me. Crunchyroll recently came out with a whole bunch of random articles basically saying, hey, we are we have millions and billions of subscribers. We are the the top dog on the market. Now, that could have been three million. Yeah, they were they they were going on about how how awesome they were doing. Okay, if they were doing so awesome, AT&T, which. Like I said, they are one of the big blue tip blue chip stocks. Okay, people love having AT and T in their um, in their portfolio because it's just a a non loser. You, you're always going to get money from them. So why would a company who is known for being on top of it get rid of somebody who's making them money hand over fist? That the the logic does not fit. So what does that tell me? That tells me well, I just some chopped it up as the idea that oh sorry, go ahead. You finish your, your thought. That that tells me that either Crunchyroll is lying or AT&T is just flat out psycho. And I don't believe that. AT&T, like I said, they're a blue chip stock. They they make money. So Sony being interested in them, that's fine. Um I do, Sony Sony is a massive company. They want to buy Crunchyroll we know obviously for the the probably more the assets or the the lineup so they're not really so much concerned about the subscriptions they want the catalog is really what they want they want the contracts so having having the government come in and stop this what is that going to tell you because AT&T has already pretty much started wiping their hands of this they're done with it they don't want it no more. That tells you Crunchyroll has got issues. They they have some massive issues. And that worries me a lot. It really does. I don't know. I I my mind on on Crunchyroll as a st- stable company keeps shifting cuz you can obviously put this as you know, Sony's looking to buy Crunchyroll. And so, what does what does AT and T do? They tell their Crunchyroll uh, team to go, "Hey, start flexing," and that's when you start getting, "Hey, yeah, we have this many subscribers, and this much this much money is basically rolling in. We're doing fantastic. Good job, good good job flexing. Hey, hey, uh, Sony, what's going on? Hey, I didn't know you were coming by. Uh, do you see that recent uh, report that we did? Yeah, man, we're doing really excellent. You want to buy us? Yeah, sh- you want to buy them? Yeah, sure. Uh, just this much money." So it it does give you a pause in the idea that is the flexing. I don't think the flexing's a lie. I think they 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 can't really lie on that. That's that's literally how many subscribers they have. But more so in the idea of was it them saying flex because we want to ask for a crap ton of money? Because why not? The question, yeah, is 
if you do have a company that is making money, if Crunchyroll is making money, why would you want to sell it unless you can make a quick turnaround or you see a trend happening that you want to get out now? And that's the big question mark. Do they do they see that there's something coming around the corner that is going to make this company not worth a dime? That's the big question mark. And but my my thought is also on the idea of how much how much is this buyout to squash the competition? Because again, like we mentioned before, even if Sony buys Crunchyroll, it's not as if they can start putting. Crunchyroll's catalog onto Funimation's website because a lot of these a lot of these licenses will be restricted by where it can be streamed at. Otherwise, you could have Crunchyroll put episodes on, you know, YouTube, Hulu, Funimation, Netflix. They could throw it everywhere they want to throw it. They have they have a desire to keep it in their 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 centralized location, which is Crunchyroll. So I don't know. I I guess I follow you in the idea that there is a there is a fear there. Um, but there is also the thought of, of AT&T possibly just wanting to turn a dollar, get some money into their bank. And again, it's almost as if they asked for too much because they just want to see if Sony would bite and Sony, Sony ended up biting. <laughs> you do kind of wonder if it's one of those things of like, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, yeah. This company is making us money. Well, uh, sure. We'll, we'll sell it to you for this much. And like, okay, sure. Uh, let's write out a check. Wait, you you want to you want to buy it? Crap, we didn't, we didn't think they actually want to buy it. I guess we have to go through with it. But no, I I don't I don't buy that Crunchyroll is failing. I'm not. I I when, and more when, the idea I, that I, I don't, that AT and T just want to turn a lot of money and they don't they don't understand that there is money in it. Like I if, I I don't see AT and T their CEOs and stuff being smart enough to realize that. There is a market for anime, and this isn't a a crappy hobby. And their lack of knowledge of the popularity of anime and the potential of what this could be, Crunchyroll seen it, and look how big Crunchyroll got. And I don't know if they necessarily see that. I I I, I guess I, I I don't know if I actually said lie. I if I did, I I apologize. I meant more along the lines of just inflating numbers, not necessarily, you know. Because inflating they were talking about what do you mean by inflating? Well, they were talking about subscriptions rather than active, uh, active. Um, I mean, there, there's, 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 there's many ways that you can kind of no. Imply. When they, yeah, when they say accounts, no. When they say yeah. subscribers, that's the key. Saying you have well, fifty million active accounts means nothing if they're not paying. Yeah, that that that's what I was I was meaning is 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 something is not right. I I like I said, AT and T is not a company to just throw away a money maker. That doesn't make any sense. Like I said, AT and T is it's it's like Ma Bell. They're they're just they're companies that have been around for forever. They've made people lots and lots of money. They're not losing money i don't i don't care how you look at it they may have a lot of debt companies ride debt a lot of companies ride debt um yeah as long as they can turn a profit and like i said they're a company who's always turning a profit um meaning they they 
um, when you invest in their their company, you get a you get a a dividend. This is one of those companies that always turns a dividend. Why? Because that's who they are, and they are proud of the fact that they always turn a dividend. And they can't do that if they're not making money. Period. Right. And, and that's just the that's the curious thing about it all because is I, I and and it's not as if we the it's not as if Sony's dumb when they right. went to buy it it's not like they seen those articles and said wow crap we do have to give them a lot of money no they're gonna go in there they're gonna go okay AT and T give us all the numbers let me let us see all these numbers let's see your books they're gonna look through everything to make sure that Crunchyroll is a good buy they're not dumb <laughs> they're not going to go I based agree. off anime news network articles they're not going to go based off of a post that they made on crunchyroll.com they're going to look through the books and so they obviously seen that there is a reason to buy but and like yeah. and like and like i told you when we were we were first discussing the idea of um sony it, it was before that the this entire thing ever even was even a thing that we were considering um, you and me had gotten into a discussion of whether or not Sony or whether or not Funimation or Crunchyroll would uh, survive in the long run, and it, and it was I see bigger issues on Funimation's side than I see on Crunchyroll's side. Um, and yes, I kind of seen it from a uh, a larger perspective of the culture in general of um, and. I was I had a lot more hope for what AT and T was doing um, in the long run than Sony. So Crunchyroll for AT and T to to give up Crunchyroll um, to Sony, I still have a lot of concern about what Sony's been doing. But that's from a larger cultural perspective, and picking up Crunchyroll that just makes me more concerned about we're just going to lose all of it all at one time if if sony makes it um yes they're a massive corporation i'm not denying that they they might be able to handle a big old uh hit but it is what it is well i can based on your perspective of how you see at&t that makes sense if you're if you're comparing the two of them side by side i guess that makes sense your fears of it but like i said i just don't see sony as failing anytime soon but that's just my perspective though but but yeah it is uh again <laughs> congratulations to miles <laughs> uh we got a, a huge tangent there for uh technically congratulating him so yeah again awesome awesome news look forward to working with him in the future i've worked with him with Crunchyroll and uh specifically like the the uh whole awards stuff so look forward to working him more in the future cool stuff all right moving on we have to tv adds the following to its catalog a lot of titles <laughs> millennium actress liz and the bluebird uh penguin highway when the promised flower blooms mario kata's makia uh makuya makuya uh let's see here birthday wonderland Sound Euphonium, welcome to Kitaiju High School Concert Band. Sound Euphonium, may the melody reach you. And Sound Euphonium, the movie, Our Promise, A Brand New Day. Uh, we also have Akari-san, Here Comes Miss Modern, Part 1 and 2. Danton, Laughing Under the Clouds. 
uh, chapter one, two, and three. So good stuff there. Good stuff there. Uh, I think that they are. Yeah, they was they was apparently started on April eighth, so they're all available now. Way the House Husband gets a part two. I think I've already mentioned that in our review of it that they were already setting up to do a second part, but uh, there you go. That is definitely a thing set. They don't have a date set for it yet, but I'm sure it won't take them very long to scan in a few manga panels and color them in. (laughs) I had to do it. I had to do it. Sorry. Sorry. Dance, dance, danseur. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce that. Manga is getting a TV anime. The manga centers around Junpei Marao, uh, who was fascinated with ballet as a child, but in his second year of middle school, his father passed away, and he decided he needed to become more masculine, and he gave up on his aspirations. While still having an attachment to ballet, he takes up martial arts of uh, Jeet Kune Do uh, and becomes popular in his class. Then one day, a new transfer student named Miyako Godai arrives in Junpei's class, and her mother runs a ballet studio. Miyako realizes that Junpei is interested in ballet and invites him to ballet together. I don't know. That's another uh, walk in the ballroom. <laughs> I don't know. I, the um, I was dot, trying dot, to dot. go to the. I was trying to go to the. Oh, found it. For whatever reason, it was working one way, not the other. I was looking. Is this the same creators? Walk in the ballroom. You think? Um. Style looks kind of similar. Oh, no, the, the original art does not look <laughs> the same. <laughs> I think it's just that picture, for some reason, looks a lot different. Unless that's... Oh, that's the artwork they did for the announcement. Author is Asakura George. And she did not do Welcome to the Ballroom, so no. Not the same. Not the same author. Interesting. I don't know. I we kind of enjoyed Welcome to Ballroom. And this is ballet, not ballroom dancing, obviously, but we'll see if that's a possible solid series. Uh, Funimation has posted a trailer for the upcoming JC Staff's original film, Sing a Bit of Harmony. Uh, this one, the synopsis is, the film tells the story of a new transfer student interested in her surroundings and a song that brings happiness to her and her classmates. We're going deep. <laughs> We're going deep with that synopsis. So, cool stuff. Definitely exciting for them. And she likes to sing. Yeah, she looks very, very genki. She's cute. Yeah, looks like it'll be a blast. She's excited about seeing somebody. <laughs> Yeah. Childhood friend? I'm assuming. Just like, hey, are you happy now? Okay. <laughs> nice introduction to class. Yeah. I don't know. Sad news could be good news to some people. The Testament Sister New Devil light novel series is coming to an end. Is concluding with its 13th volume. So be excited for that if you are a fan of Testament Sister New Devil. Finally that getting married to a certain person. Yeah, the the cover's a little bit of a giveaway. <laughs> or could it be? Or could it? 
Uh, Funimation has confirmed that it will, it will be streaming the Wonder Egg Priority Special Edition ending. And hopefully it will be on the 29th when it's actually available in Japan. But we'll, we'll see. They've been pretty... They were having issues with getting the materials for quite a few episodes for that series. But again, that was kind of partly to do with the production itself. So I can't I can't put all the blame on the crunch or Funimation or anything. So yeah, I'm so excited for that. It's, it's just so far away. <laughs> it's so far away. Why does it take so long? Why, did, why can't they just do like an ONA release of it? That's what's annoying. Just finish it and put it on an ONA. You don't have to television broadcast it. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, this was one... I feel a little bad. We did an episode talking about the failures of Amazon uh, Anime Strike. And we mentioned a whole bunch of shows. And one that I forgot to mention that was on there was Dorodo. <laughs> Dorodo technically was a stuck-on-Amazon title. And it was hard to get people to kind of go over there and watch it because of that. But apparently it has been picked up by Sentai Filmworks. So it is another one that has been saved from from Amazon death. But yeah, the 2019 version of Dororo anime has been licensed by Sentai Filmworks and they will be doing home video releases including Blu-ray and digital sell through starting summer. So Cool stuff. That's good. So, yep, yep, yep. Solid series, really enjoyed it. Really really enjoyed it. Uh the this is kind of old news, but I I thought it'd be kind of funny to cover, but uh yeah, the while the they were just getting ready to publish the last chapter of Attack on Titan. Uh, the editor had to come out on Twitter and <laughs> let everybody know that uh, Kodansha was taking action against people that were illegally uploading the leaked last chapter of Attack on Titan. So apparently it was leaked. Um, and I'm pretty sure they're probably still going crazy right now, just throwing lawsuits everywhere to prevent people from uploading the last chapter so. Yeah, I need to go check out the the ending because that's apparently done. So, yeah, be aware of of spoilers <laughs> if you are reading it in certain methods. Uh, get to it quickly <laughs> to prevent. And that's the annoying thing. It's like I don't want to pirate it, but at the same time, that's the only way to not get spoiled. And that's unless it's already up on Crunchyroll. I, I guess it could technically already be on Crunchyroll. They could have they could have turned it around pretty quickly. I haven't checked yet, so. Yep. Cool stuff there, though. Congratulations to uh, everybody that worked on it, especially the mangaka, and hopefully they will not make you do spinoffs <laughs> and you can move on with your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doubt it, though. Doubt it. You will probably have to do spinoffs. The son of Eren Yeager. The legacy continues. <laughs> What would he call it? He got Naruto and Buruto. Is it is it gonna be uh Beren? <laughs> uh, that's not spoiling anything. I I honestly don't know anything about a child. Just making a joke about Naruto. Alright, Kanganja Comics has uh announced they licensed Back When You Called Us Devils, Medalist, Springtime of My Life Began with You, and with the Shake Sheik? And his harem. So, good stuff. Some interesting news based on the Blue Reflection franchise. Uh, Gust has revealed that the Blue Reflection franchise will be getting two new games. And the anime that is currently airing 
will be running for two cores. So that has been officially announced. I haven't got a chance to get around to the Blue Reflections anime yet, but that's it's on my list to check out here in the next coming days. But the two games will be called Blue Reflections Sun and Blue Reflections Tie. Hopefully not going the Pokemon routes with having <laughs> Sun and Moon or what kind of thing. <laughs> Where you can only get so much of the story from one of them or the other. That's probably what they're going to do. I honestly think that's what they're going to do. They're probably going to do a split story with two games. It's just annoying. We'll see. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Blue Reflection Sun will launch on smartphones and PC. Never mind. And Ty will release on PS, uh, PS4, Switch, PC. So it's a mobile game versus a regular game. Never mind. My joke died. It could still be the case. It still could be a split story. Well, I could yeah, still be correct. I mean, looking at the kind of the key art or box art or whatever you want to call it, it looks like she... I mean, if if that's the reflection, then there's a, a darker version of her and a lighter version of her, for lack of a better term. It, it, one looks kind of devilish, and one looks kind of like bright and sweet. I, I don't know how to better put it. You, you, you have to see the artwork, and you'll understand. There's two sides of her. Yeah, I guess you could, I guess you could take it that direction. But yeah. I'm looking forward to. I gotta get, gotta get in that anime, uh, real quick, because I, like I said, I never gave the game a shot because I didn't really hear very good news about the gameplay. But yep, yep. Uh, Record of Ragnarok staff has announced that the anime adaptation will stream exclusively on Netflix in June. Um, and the trailer is released for it. They have announced that Maximum the Harmon will be doing the theme song for the series too. So. Look forward to worldwide release in June of Record of Ragnarok, which honestly I don't really know too much about, nor is the art style or anything really grabbing my attention. Very elaborate art style for some of the characters. Very, very elaborate. But, um, yeah. I don't know if this looks like a Battle Royale thing or not. Seven million years of human civilization is coming to an end. Every 1,000 years, all the gods of the worlds gather uh, in the heavens to attend the Conference of Mankind's Survival. All the gods agreed to bring an ultimate end to mankind due to their past foolishness or foolish acts. But before the final vert is made, Brunhild, the eldest of the 13 Valkyries sisters, makes an objection. To spice things up, why don't you test humans? Her proposal has to have gods versus humanity. Final struggle, also known as Ragnarok where all the gods from the worlds of ch- uh, and champions from the entire human history enter a one-on-one battle. The first team to win seven battles out of 13 will be the winner. It seems the mo- almost impossible for humans to win against gods, although gods sneer at them. Brynhild makes further provocations. Are you chickening out? That touches gods' nerves and accepts their pros- proposal in anger. Therefore, it's like a really long thing. They're going to fight. <laughs> so that's tournament arc. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting concept. That could, that could be fun. We'll see. More Netflix Zeus, news. Zeus, Zeus is a is a shriveled old man. What the heck? Always. Always. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking Thor. I don't know. No, uh, Thor, yeah. Thor, Thor is kind of beefy. Yeah, the new Marvel one. 
Oh, yeah, I guess he's always been beefy. Yeah. Well, it's got all the character artworks on the on the page that you have linked. I'm talking about history related, like yeah, past depictions. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, Netflix also confirmed the May 27th release of Eden. So mark your calendars if that's something you're looking forward to. That will be releasing worldwide. So cool stuff. Maybe we'll finally be able to watch that show that was announced five million years ago, it seems like now. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Akebi chan no Sailor Fuku uh, manga is getting anime adaptation. Uh, the English title is Akebi's Sailor Uniform. Studio Cloverworks will be working on it. The manga follows uh, Komichi Akebi and her classmates at a prestigious girls' middle school, following their adolescent lives and their growth. Again, very deep synopsis here. <laughs> Good stuff there. And let's see. Kodansha's monthly Shonen Serious magazine has revealed that Knights of Sidonia manga is getting a game project. Uh, unfortunately, no further details, but that they're getting a game. And they're also doing a spin off novel and, and manga, so. Yeah, hopefully this isn't like a total throwaway game made by a throwaway company. That typically happens with game adaptations so we will see and that's it that's all the news that we have definitely exciting stuff coming around the corner um, have some time left for some some questions from our community members again if you want your question answered on our podcast you can go to atakuspirit.com you can go to the forums at the top there leave it there contact us button top there uh, I could post it on Twitter lots of ways that you can get a hold of us but uh, similar to Ida, who says, okay, so in an episode that's quite old now, you guys were discussing what you thought the next big genre would be. You know how it com- it comes in waves. You said it used to be harems, and then time, that episode, you said that it would be moe, but they were falling out. I think Andrews, he said that he wanted more sports anime. I, no. <laughs> Don't actually remember sure. Because <laughs> the interesting part is that Chris said he wanted more fantasy. Uh, now that we know that Isekai's come to the next big genre and saturated every season, how do you feel, Chris? You got your fantasy. Was it worth it? Mainly just having fun, but generally interested in what you guys think of that there's absolute ton of. Uh, now there's an absolute ton of it. And then, also, what do you think there will be the next major genre of the 20s? I think we were both asking for fantasy. Like, just fantasy I, I in general. Remember. I think we were Not- both going... All, all about getting more fantasy. Yeah, and I think at the time we were acknowledging the fact that if I, if it's the conversation I remember it being, <laughs> I remember we were talking about the fact there was these set guys coming around the corner, I think, but it was more wanting pure fantasy. Like, the, a show that isn't about somebody being transported there. It's about, you know, the legacy or life of somebody in a fantasy world, which is, it has a different feel to it. It always has kind of a different feel to it. So so what's your thoughts on it now having so much Isekai? You got what you asked for. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I, <laughs> I think that these are a lot of the Isekais that we're getting are absolutely knocking out of the park, knocking it out of the park. Um, so not, not really disappointed at all. Um, 
be it is interesting i'm i'm trying to consider where the next um direction would be going and that one is going to be a tough one because i um it feels like it feels like things are going uh are 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 pushing in in several different directions at the moment um i would be torn between uh i i i would be remiss if i ignored that psychological thrillers and 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 heavier drama or the melancholy drama um seems to be the direction where it it feels like it should be going but i have to acknowledge that there is a drought of um sci-fi at the moment and things like that tend to have um heavy push swing type thing uh where if you ignore it for a little while it comes back and it comes back really really heavy does that make sense i-fi sci-fi oh sci-fi i was like i-fi what is i-fi <laughs> and that was that was a thing is like one of the things we noted here recently is like the mecha genre is literally dying like you just don't see there's there's a lot of seasons where you don't have any mecha. Like even this season, we technically had uh Back Arrow last season, but like even even Gundam, even though they're doing like a lot of movies and ones and that kind of stuff, they're they're technically still making Gundams. We have the ChibiSD Gundam this season, but just not like a not like a full-on, you know, Iron-Blooded Orphans kind of Gundam series. We haven't really had it in quite a while. Probably since Iron Blood Orphans, I think technically, but it it seems like that genre that genre as a whole is just kind of disappearing, and it's kind of unfortunate. Not, and I don't know if that's has to do with the animation required for it. I know that they kind of most every single company switched to doing CGI just because it's difficult to hand draw very detailed mobile suits and mecha suits, but. I would like to see a return of sci-fi. I mean, that that's definitely something I know that based on, you know, with the space programs that are happening right now, there there hopefully is a re-spark in people's interest in the more sci-fi stuff. Not necessarily having to be space-related. I know that, that a lot of that stuff kind of got burnt out really quickly with a lot of the, the, the mecha shows and sci-fi shows, but... I don't know. I I know the trend right now is is definitely teasing shows. <laughs> I think we're going to have a surge of teasing shows. <laughs> so you it's don't slowly that, increasing. You don't think that the um the psychological thriller type stuff is is the where it feels like things are getting pulled towards? No, cuz I don't think that stuff is profitable enough. I think, think so. I love them. I love them, but I don't think they're profitable. I mean, what can you sell from it? I'm not saying yeah, whether could, or not you could sell them. I'm just saying that that's where it seems like people are are or the the trend is pulling towards. Like I said, there is a drought, and then there's where where does it feel like things are going? I think the drought is going to um, come back with a vengeance faster than I think that the um, the trends are going. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think there's a, there's something to be said about you know, a surge in, in droughts, but I just, 
my mind always goes to what sells and this the heavy sci-fi mecha stuff sold really well because of the you know the the model kits and stuff like that was really huge at some point everybody was trying to ride the the success of Gundam and the model kits and everything they were selling and right now I just kind of view it more towards what sells figures and all this other stuff and that's typically shows with cute girls and isekais were doing a lot a really easy way to get a lot of that attention plus get those sales in with the with the characters themselves and like I said it seems like I'd be in a, a teasing forward female characters is, is I think is going to be the next phase I think with teasing master Takagi-san with Nagatoro with uh, Uzaki-chan we're getting a, an increased amount of those and I, th- I think that's going to be the next big thing that's just my thoughts. And also, it seems to be a trend in <laughs> age gap stuff. <laughs> Is age gap going to be a genre? Yeah. I, I really don't. I, I don't see that one. I, that one has never, doesn't seem like it's ever picked up steam. I mean, we've had one every three years at best. Yeah. That was more of a joke, but yeah, I, <laughs> I don't really sound silly. That's, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just don't think I don't think he's that guy's gonna lose steam anytime soon. I think that's something that's gonna stick around for quite a while. Of course, we didn't think that gun uh, mecha shows would ever well, die away, but they did. Well, okay, there's a difference between trends and. What's in front of us right now? What's in front of us right now is the isekai uh, boom. I mean, obviously. Um, so the trends we're, we're we're making predictions based on where do I feel things are going right now? I feel that we're going to have a small boom in the near future of a lot of super melancholy hyper drama um, uh, psychological thrillers. That does not mean that that's going to take over. No, what I think is going to take over soon is going to be a resurgence of sci-fi because we are li- we are literally in the middle of a drought of sci-fi right now. Uh, in in the last three seasons, we've had two, maybe three sci-fi-ish type shows, um, including like you were saying, uh, Back Arrow. Um, which I, was that even really a sci-fi or was it just a, uh, uh, big, uh, big robot in the middle of a, a fantasy setting? That's kind of where it was leaning towards probably outside of the area being high technology. So yes, there was sci-fi in there. I mean, and then we've got X arm and was this, it, that was less last season. You have 86 and Vivi right now. I mean, there's there's sci-fi, just yeah, probably not as much as any of the other genres, of course. Right, and then if if you go if if I go back in in the last few seasons for me, I can think of things like um, what what was your show, The Promised Neverland. I can think of um, oh shoot, I, 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 it's, it's almost like I want to have a freaking list of seasons in front of me, like all the time when we're talking yes. about anime, <laughs> because yeah, I just suck at memorizing stuff. 
Um, but yeah, it feels like there's there's been these very very high drama ish um, psychological thrillers the last few seasons. Um, and it's like I said, it's not that that's going to take over soon, just that it's going to be a small boom because people are craving that right now. Um, eventually, what will happen is that will once that thirst has been satisfied, it will go down because I don't think um, uh, uh, psychological thrillers will ever be a uh, mainstay, something that's in the in your face, all shows are going to be like like right now what we're having with Isekai. I I don't think we're ever going to have a season that is seventy five percent psychological thriller. That's not going to happen because people people will um uh get um a lot more fatigue there. Fatigue, yeah, you'll get fatigued very fast from that. There's no way that they're ever going to do that. That would be foolish. Um, however, there is always kind of a, a necessity that there is one or two of those. And like I said, right now I see it, it kind of surging a little bit and then it's going to back off a little bit. Um, maybe we already hit that peak in, in the last few seasons because it, it seems like there's been a lot of them. That's why I'm mentioning that there might be a little bit more of it. I don't see that, that fatigue there yet. However, like I said, Sci-fi, I haven't really seen that in the last few seasons. And so what happens is at some point, one company is going to go, oh, hey, um, or a, a few companies all at the same time will randomly say, hey, we can, we can strike while the iron's hot. We can make some, make some money off of these kinds of shows. And then all of them, for one, whatever reason, decide to do that at the same time. And that's why you'll have this kind of surge of sci-fis all at one time. And that's that's what happened a few seasons ago when we had um, Trigger did the um, Darling and the Franks. And it seemed like there was a whole bunch of them all at one time. It wasn't necessarily the, a big surge, but it was a little baby surge. I see that happening um, all at one time where almost all of the companies are going to do it all at the same time. And then it's going to be just the right moment. And then we're going to have a whole bunch of them, just like we did with the isekais. Um, it, 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 this is the time people are wanting isekais. And so that's why we're getting a, a huge slew of them. Eventually, people will get fatigued, and it'll kind of dwindle off. And at the same time, like I said, I think the new, new, new trend will probably be sci-fi. Um, What's after that? I don't know. I don't really. I think that I think that there's going to be a strong push, probably more for these um, uh, Yashi K's, but I don't think that's going to be a massive push. I think that's going to be similar to the the um, to the uh, yeah, psychological the another one that I think you can burn out on. Yeah, I think that's going to be kind of similar to the um, the psychological thriller of something that just kind of comes and goes in little waves. Um, I don't think that that's going to be something that takes over massively. I got it. The next big wave, the big next big saturation is going to be little sister eating genre. Pupa's going to come back with a remake, and it's going to take off like wildfire. There you and go. You're not you're not, you're not going to get through a season without at least five little sister chewing on your arm shows. 
There you go. That was what that that that's that Andrews called it. I, and, and it's funny because they we did kind of have a little bit of it happening, but I'm I'm liking seeing this kind of trend of the remakes. I, I think that's I think that's now granted. It's hard to say that you like remakes, especially when you've already seen something like seeing Higurashi come back, uh, Shaman King, uh, Dororo. Uh, technically the Ushio and Tora. We seem like a quick surge of that happening. And I'm hoping that's not something that's just going to kind of whittle away because I don't think we've really technically had one in the last couple seasons. Well, we had Higurashi. It was technically last season, but I'm liking that just for the possibility of getting completions with some of these things. Like uh, Fruits Basics is a huge one. Getting that, having a remake, and getting its uh, a full adaptation, I I could not have asked more for the creator of that. I think that she was done wrong with the original adaptation of it, and to have the full story told at this point is really fantastic. So I like seeing that trend of happening. I don't see it being a saturation, but I I think it's a nice trend. I think I love seeing this stuff kind of return. I think that that is a. Um... I wonder if that's going to be a more permanent thing of of shows that people have always wanted to get because we've got that battle athletes victory um, this season. Yeah, that's a return. Um, I'm I I, I really kind of want to pop pop into the first episode or two to see if that is a true remake or if that is going to be just a spinoff or whatever have you. We were we were debating on what it was actually going to be so it'll be interesting to see what that is um because that that will be a continuation of that trend we had dororo we had ushio and tora um there's been a, the 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 circus show that that we had a few seasons ago um so it's 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 kakuri kakuri circus kakuri cir- circus and so it's 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 a trend that is excellent trend and i really really love that they're doing that um sailor moon was another one that they did um yeah. so yeah it's 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 fantastic that they're doing that and i really really love that trend and i hope it continues i really do yeah it, like i said it, it, is, it is a struggle to say that you're into the idea of something just kind of being redone but at the same time there's there's so many shows i think it's partly to do with one having a show that just like I said never got a full conclusion or got it a botched ending to to finalize it. I mean, technically, one of the greatest shows of all time is technically a remake, and that was Full Metal Alchemist. When they did Brotherhood, it was a basically let's undo a broken ending and let's finish this, and it turned out to be one of the greatest anime of all time, according to many <laughs> many uh, listings, but. It is. It's a good idea based on the idea of of correcting possibly a flawed original ending, uh, giving something a full adaptation. Whereas there's a lot of cases where the stuff doesn't get fully adapted and then it get left in the dust. Again, we're gonna harp on it again. Spice and Wolf. <laughs> it still needs to be concluded. Uh, I would love to see Claymore. I would love them to go back to Claymore and fix that ending and conclude it. That would be fantastic. There was a really awesome moments later on in that manga series that I would love to see adapted. Go back and redo <laughs> Berserk and fix this crud of a CGI <laughs> adaptation that we're doing. I, 
That's another one that just boggles my mind. I one is Spice and Wolf. It boggles my mind that they haven't completed that series. That's just it seems like that sh- at least the light novel just keeps selling, it keeps getting attention, people are loving it. But Berserk's another one. How they decided that CGIing that show was going to be a good thing and how at least it's it's got enough popularity that there's a huge following for the manga that you would think that it would have enough support that it'd be willing to do a proper adaptation of it. But that's another one. Berserk could see that. We could see this trend of, you know, Fruits Basket and and all these other ones that are getting re, uh, remakes and conclusions possibly happening with Berserk. And that would be that would be huge. So. Yep, yep. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, you have enough room for one more? Is this a quick one? Go for it. Uh, Jack TWD fourth says, "What happened to the Crunchyroll exclusive is, uh, exclusives in this Funimation deal? I don't really know uh, wh- if they have been big hits that would justify continuing that they, they released so far. I haven't seen anything on High Guardian Spice Show either. I think somebody said something about that they were still doing the Guardian Spice, but I think that was I think that was scrapped." I honestly think that was scrapped. I don't know. It'll it'll probably pop up eventually at some point, just out of nowhere. Hey, we finally finished it after after five long years. We finally finished our one show. But um, yeah, that that was kind of the discussion we had earlier with the idea of of of. I'm, I'm assuming you mean exclusives, as in Crunchyroll originals that they funded themselves, or unless you're talking about things that were licensed to exclusively stream on Crunchyroll. I guess they technically if it's if you're talking about like Crunchyroll originals that Crunchyroll put money into, it that one's an easy one for them to just move over to Funimation if they decide that everything moves to Funimation's catalog because it's owned by them and it thus is owned by Funimation. Um with the stuff that they bought licenses for to exclusively stream on Crunchyroll, that's just a marketing term. Uh, it, it's all in the contract. If they sign a deal with the original owner of the anime title and the original anime title owner said, you can only have it on crunchyroll.com, nowhere else. Like we mentioned earlier, that's the biggest issue that they have with the whole buyout is there's some th- some contracts that will specify that they can only stream it on certain platforms. I think uh, I know pretty well based on conversations I've had with them, but I think Funimation mostly uh, has, when they license, they get a more broader concept with the idea of having functionality of streaming elsewhere than just Funimation.com. I don't know how Crunchyroll f- functions. And like I said, every one of them is different. It all depends on what the the original creator and owner decides to have function with their licensing for streaming. If they want it in one location or multiple locations. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, interesting thing. Any thoughts on that? No, yeah, you, yeah, I think you hit pretty much everything. Gotcha. 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 All right. I think that's it. I think that's, I think that's everything. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's cast for now. Definitely. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for the patience on the rest of the questions. We'll get to around to them eventually. I'm sure um, with the season kicking up, we'll get some some gaps to do some discussions and maybe just do a 
a pretty long answering question podcast or something like that. But I don't want to. I don't want to burn through all of our questions and thus not have anything. But we always end up talking too much during the the discussional part of the episode, and that's I guess a, technically a good thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Thank you everybody for their questions uh, sent in, uh, Era and uh, Ida and and Jack TWD Fourth. Definitely appreciate it. But um, yeah, we well, thank you guys for wa- listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this discussional podcast episode. Uh, covering the news that should be important to you. And, uh, yeah, as always, we're at tacospear.com. That's where you can go for all of our anime, new and old, great community, form links, top social media links on the right side, and a link to our YouTube channel where I do uh, almost daily releases of videos covering the anime of today, doing impressions on episodes and reviews of seasonal anime. And I hope you guys enjoyed, and you all take care. Oos!